Welcome to the One Bite Vegan Food for Thought Summit, a series of 15 podcasts that present different aspects of a vegan lifestyle from some of the most prominent thought leaders in veganism. Perhaps you want to learn how to be a better advocate for animals. Maybe you want to feel confident about raising your family on a plant-based diet. Proudly sponsored by VegFund, the One Bite Vegan Food for Thought Summit's for you. Hello and welcome to the One Bite Vegan Food for Thought Summit. I'm your host, Emma Leticia, and in this episode, we're talking to the founders of One Bite Vegan, Kevin and Jen Smith. Located in New York, Kevin is a professional chef and recipe creator, and Jen is a registered nurse who has also completed the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies Certificate in Plant-Based Nutrition. And today we're going to have a chat about why they decided to switch to a vegan lifestyle, what inspired them to start One Bite Vegan, and we'll also learn more about what the One Bite Vegan community has to offer its members. Hi guys, welcome to the summit. Thanks. Hi there, Emma. (laughs) Jen, let's start with you. So you're a registered nurse, and from what I've heard and and conversations that I've had with other people in the medical industry, you don't get to learn too much about nutrition. So how did you come to learn about a plant-based diet? Yeah, that couldn't be any closer to the truth. I actually didn't learn anything about it through my nursing education and even during my career, I first became interested in really a whole food plant-based diet probably sometime around 2011. I was just having some gastrointestinal issues like stomach pain and weird symptoms that I would find when I would cut dairy out, they would disappear. And I would think I was better. I'd start adding dairy back in and all the symptoms would return. And, you know, so just from that experience, I started looking more into dairy as a culprit for symptoms. And around the same time, I experienced the loss of my father. Now, he was only 58 years old, definitely didn't live the healthiest lifestyle, and was suffering from the beginnings of diabetes, cardiovascular disease, you know, all of the typical things we see with the standard American diet. So that was a very difficult time. And I began thinking about the impact of diet and lifestyle on those diseases. And, you know, now that I knew I had this strong family history of it, how I could avoid that in the future uh, for myself and my family. And coincidentally had stumbled upon the documentary Forks Over Knives and there you go. It was everything I needed to know about how we really should be eating and everything I had learned up until that point was really wrong. So that's really what started me down this whole road of sort of educating myself on this much better way to live and eat. Yeah, that's such a familiar story. Hear it so many times from other people. And funnily enough, Forks Over Knives was one of the first documentaries I watched as well. So it is definitely a really powerful film to watch for those that haven't already. So in your job, how do you see diet impacting your patient's health? Oh, I see it every single day. And unfortunately, now that I've been working at the same place for a few years now, I'm seeing the same 
patients sort of coming in over and over again. Um, unfortunately, with the same conditions, usually it's it's worsening. And I see in, in the mainstream medical system, we're really just slapping a Band-Aid over the symptoms of these diseases, which are all a result of diet predominantly. <laughs> And sending them out the door, usually on more and more medications that are causing them more symptoms, um, leading to a lesser quality of life, only for them to come back in sicker than they were the time before. So it's really quite distressing, honestly, to see day in and day out. We know that six of the 10 CDC's leading causes of death are attributable to diet and nutrition or lack thereof. Um, And it's not something that is being addressed really in the mainstream medical system at this time. Cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cerebrovascular diseases, conditions like strokes, chronic kidney disease, many of the cancers we see today, and even chronic respiratory disorders are attributed to diet. A lot of these things can be prevented, and if people are already experiencing the symptoms of these diseases, by following a whole food plant-based diet, you can actually halt the progression of the disease and reverse its progress. So it's such an exciting thing, but we've got a long way to go in the mainstream medical system as far as um, acknowledging that and accepting it and integrating it into the treatment protocols. Yeah, it must be quite frustrating knowing what you know and knowing how powerful diet is and kind of having your hands tied when it comes to dealing with your patients. It sure is. Yeah, and I don't think that, unfortunately, it's an issue that is just in the US. I remember a couple of years ago, I went back home to New Zealand and I went to visit one of my mother's friends who just had a heart bypass. And I was vegan at the time. And just out of curiosity, I asked her what was her menu, you know, what were, what were they being offered to eat in the, the heart ward of this, this hospital. And she was having pizza for lunch with lots of cheese and oh. bacon and stuff. And I was, you know, I was just thinking this woman's just had a heart bypass. Are you crazy? It was, I, yeah. They didn't get it. <laughs> no, no, so sad. It really is. And there are some hospital systems that are catching on and beginning to implement whole food plant-based nutrition in their programs, but we've got a long way to go worldwide. I guess. Yeah. Get get rid of the McDonald's and the canteen too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a lot of the doctors and nurses won't be happy about that. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Now, let's talk to you, Kevin. You're a professional chef. What was going through your mind when Jen started talking about veganism? Well, I mean, I thought it was good for Jen, you know, good that she's trying to do something better for her health and her future and what works for her. but. I didn't think it would be anything that, that I would be into or anything that I would be able to do or be even interested in doing. And I, you know, I didn't, I also didn't really quite understand what veganism was. You know, she was telling me about eating vegetables and that was plant-based diet. I didn't understand between veganism, plant-based diet, just 
you know, it was just something that I thought, okay, I support you and what you're doing, but, you know, I don't really want to go down that route. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it that finally made you consider veganism um, and ultimately decide that it was a lifestyle change that you were willing to make? Well, she Jen convinced me to try eating a plant-based diet for, for a full month. And in doing that, she said she would cook all my meals for me, the breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, everything done for me for the whole month. You know, as a chef, I, I love to cook, but I also, I love being cooked for even more. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so I thought, I'll, I'll eat anything you make for a month, as long as, as long as you're making it for me. I know it's going to be delicious. She's a great cook, but I'll try anything for a month. And uh, that's I knew how to get to him. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's exactly, yeah, she knew exactly what she was doing. She knew that if I tried the food, that it would pique my interest, spark my creativity as a chef, get me trying new ingredients and, and get me thinking about the food and those things more. Uh, and, it, and it did just that. Mission accomplished. Yeah. And that he would feel the benefits of it after 30 days, which I knew that's really difficult to turn your back on. <laughs> it's hard to deny how you feel after 30 days of eating that way. Yeah, that's probably the most important point, actually, is that I felt great. So there was no reason for me to go back to eating the way I was when I felt so much better. I was experiencing heart heartburn issues before that. I had lost weight while I was on that base diet, and the heartburn issues were gone. Uh, there was just it just all made too much sense to me to, to keep eating that way. And also, um, how have you found it as a chef? Because I know I've spoken to some other vegan chefs. Well, they're, they're vegan chefs now, but prior to being vegan, they said you kind of follow the rules and they found that becoming vegan, it's opened up a whole new field of creativity and innovation for them. Is that something that you've discovered as well? Definitely. I, I was taught, not only taught, but I was ate that way my whole life that a meal consists of a, a, a meat protein. You build that for, out first and then you build around that maybe a starch and a veg or something like that, a sauce. Whenever I was developing a menu, I would always start with the, the meat protein first mm-hmm. and then around that. Now, that being out of the picture and, and bringing in new ingredients that I've never worked with before kind of opened up my, my eyes and started to imagine the plate being a little bit different and how to achieve different flavors and presentation and just a whole different view to what I was used to. And cooking meat, you know, it's, it was kind of boring. It's, and it's easy. You know, you're, you're just cooking it to the right temperature. You're, you're seasoning it. And then you're putting a, most of the time, you're just putting a sauce over it. A very simple process that, quite frankly, it's kind of boring and easy. And that's something that vegetables have definitely that meat doesn't. I mean, you can eat a, a vegetable quite happily on its own and each has a, a unique flavor and texture. And uh, you can definitely build a meal around a vegetable for sure, as, as you have demonstrated with all your wonderful recipes on the blog. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so how has the decision to embrace a vegan lifestyle impacted you as a family unit? So I'm thinking, you know, have, have you got, you've got two kids, have they been like, 
mom, dad, we hate vegetables. Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> How has it been? Oh, boy. Well, it's really been a journey that's evolved over the years, really still evolving, actually. Um, so as you know, for years, it was me doing this on my own. And many nights of the week, Honestly, I was cooking like two different meals because Kevin would go on these little like fad diets of, you know, low carb type things where he's cooking like chicken breasts and things like that. And I just was not going to eat that stuff. So we, you know, we've all been there, Kevin. We've all been there. (laughs) I know, but there's a whole industry built around it. I know. And I was watching him do these things and be so unhappy with the results. And that was why I was finally like, listen, try my way. <laughs> Cause I knew, but um, as far as with the children, once Kevin was on board fully to really eat this way, we both decided together that we were not going to force the children to be vegan just because we want to teach them you know, definitely educate them on why we're eating this way, um, all the benefits to it, all of the harm that consuming animal products can bring to your body, to the animals, to the earth. Um, We want to educate them on all of that and then let them make their own decisions. We did, however, become firm in the fact that we were not going to cook those things, never mind buy them at the store. So, you know, slowly transitioned them to eating plant-based yogurts and cheeses and things like that. So it wasn't everything all at once. And then I don't know, we just finally reached a place where it was like, we were finally like not buying any animal products whatsoever. They, they, know that it is absolutely fine with us if they go to a friend's house, um, if they go to a restaurant and they want to order something that's an animal product. That's just the way we've approached it for them growing up. And it's been funny to see the two children embrace this in different ways. Well, I guess, I guess one has embraced it and the other. <laughs> not the one's so still much. a little rebellious. <laughs> So right now our kids are 12 and 15. So our 12-year-old has really, I would say, like each year he's become more, he's leaned more and more and more into this way of eating, where now he would classify himself as mostly vegan. And he's proud of that. He's proud to be like that vegan kid that his friends know because he's like the only one. But there are times when he'll go places and he'll have cheese, pizza, or something like that. And you know what? It's okay, too. He's learning, and I'm seeing him understand the ramifications of food choices. And that's, I think, everything we could ask for. And then our 15-year-old is a teenager, (laughs) and (laughs) she's always been a much more picky eater. Yeah. I mean, just last night, she she finally claimed that she likes black beans after saying for the past however many years that she just hates them. And then all beans, hates beans. And then, you know, last night she's eating them. She's like, I like these now. I cried. (laughs) Like I had tears on my face. (laughs) It kind of sounds like my sister. She she once said, I'm never going to eat anything I've never tried before. That was her. 
that was her thing, um, which she said as a teenager as well. So <laughs> good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's painful, though. It's painful to, you know, watch and let them make their own choices with things like that. But as it is with many things in parenting and, you know, just having faith that they're going to come to the right conclusions when they're ready. If you give them the knowledge and the tools that they need to make up their own minds, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And with our 15-year-old, you know, we, we just laugh to ourselves and say, oh, wait till she comes home from college and she, like, has met all these, like, vegans. And yeah, <laughs> she's like, cool oh, I'm vegan do. because all my friends are, not because, like, I'm telling you this our whole lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's usually the way, isn't it? You move out of home and then you realize that mom and dad were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So let's... <laughs> uh, so let's talk a little bit about One Bite Vegan and where did the idea come from to launch One Bite Vegan? Well, I, as I was starting to feel the positive effects from, from eating a plant-based diet um, and then I, you know, I went down the natural progression of, of learning more about it and its effects on our health, animal welfare, the environment, you know, and I felt very strongly and passionate about this topic and I wanted to do my part in helping the vegan movement. So I, f I felt that urge and I wanted to come up with a solution. So I took a look at what, you know, what I'm good at and what I have to offer. And it always naturally just comes back to food. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided to launch, you know, One by Vegan as, as a way to bring awareness to a, a plant-based diet as a solution and also to through food, through creative recipes and easy, somewhat easy to make recipes that it will help people transition to a plant-based diet through food. And that's the way I thought that I could do my part in, in helping out the cause. And that's where One by Vegan started as the blog and the idea of things that with just one change that we can make with what we put on our plates at each meal or snack that it has a positive effect on more than you could ever imagine. Just that one choice, that one bite. Yeah. And that pretty much sums up the one bite vegan philosophy, isn't it? Yes, it much does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we're at a, we're at a really a dire point in every way that veganism benefits the world. You know, we have unprecedented rates of you know all the diseases I was discussing earlier. We're facing a climate crisis that is unfathomable, right? And you know, above all, every life has value and importance, and we're at we we have to help and be a, be a voice and, you know, speak for our fellow beings that can't do that for themselves. So we're also very lucky that we have the internet and the ability to reach so many people. And I think the more and more people that are online on social media talking about these things sort of normalizes mm -hmm. veganism and it helps to spread the message that there is just a much better way to live and eat for our health, for the planet and for the animals. That's it exactly, isn't it? Because I think most of us were like you, Kevin, at the beginning. I know I certainly was. 
veganism, my first interaction with a vegan was when we were out for dinner with a group of friends and this girl had gone vegan because her boyfriend had and she, she sat down and ate a plate of fries because that was all she could eat at the restaurant. <laughs> and I was like, what is she doing? She's, this is just weird, like just eat the food. <laughs> um, another time I, I, I kind of heard something about Jainism um, and they are, they're like a form of vegan, spiritual, and they only eat things that have, like if a, an apple has fallen from the tree, they wouldn't pick it from the tree or something crazy like that. And I thought <laughs> vegans were, that's what vegans were. So, <laughs> so I thought they were very, very peculiar people. But when you do start to learn about the health implications and then how what happens to animals and then the environment. I think it's like, oh, and the social justice issues and, and the poor people that have to work in the, the abattoirs and the, the poor people that have to have the factory farms in their local neighborhoods and deal with all the suffering that comes with that. I mean, when you line up all of those things, it's like you just can't walk away from it. I mean, I think sometimes if it was just veganism was great for your health, maybe they wouldn't it wouldn't be such a, a powerful thing that because yeah. it touches so many aspects of life, you really can't turn away from the logic. No, you can't. And once your eyes are open to these facts, you want to scream it from the rooftops. <laughs> you want everybody to know. <laughs> or you start a, a, a blog and a, a free digital magazine. Yes. <laughs> and that's our way of screaming it from the roof. Yes. <laughs> cool. So, Jen, let's talk a little bit about um, your nutrition studies um, because you've just come on board as the health and well-being editor for One Bite Vegan. So, you and Kevin are kind of like the dream team. That's how I see you. Like, Kevin's mm -hmm. in there with the tasty recipes and you're backing them up with all the nutritional science behind it. So what kind of support and information are you going to provide the One Bite Vegan community? Well, um, as we discussed, first and foremost, veganism is the priority. But while we're doing this, we have to pay attention to our health as well. And it's funny that you brought up the example of your friend in the restaurant just eating a plate of fries. I mean, because you can be vegan and have spaghetti every night and french fries every day for lunch and still be vegan but killing yourself at the same time um so i think my role comes in in educating people on the importance of focusing on a whole food plant-based vegan diet it is truly hands down the best way to eat for your health as well as the health of the animals and the planet and everything that goes along with it. So with a whole foods plant-based diet, you are focusing all of your consumption on vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes, you know, as close to their natural state as possible. And this can be overwhelming for people who, you know, are new to this way of eating. So I'm really going to be working to educate people on the importance of eating this way um, and teaching where to begin, you know, how to set up your pantry, your refrigerator, your kitchen for success, how to grocery shop for these things, 
And of course, Kevin will be tying in all of the meal ideas and recipes to really get people going. So it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. What's ahead? <laughs> cool. And um, Kevin, as well as being the recipe creator on the blog, the editor of the magazine, and uh, you know, you've got your day job as well. You're very busy man you've also started a restaurant consultation business so can you tell us more about that I know you did some training as well for that and and where do you see that going well you know we can all see that veganism is on the rise all around us and thank god for that but in many communities all over the world um, there aren't many vegan options available when you're going out to eat at a restaurant a hotel um, cafe and that's also true where, where we live in the Hamptons in New York. Um, it's a, in the summertime, it's a vacation destination for people from uh, New York City where there are just a ton of vegan options in New York City. But you come up to the Hamptons and there's really nothing out here. It just it doesn't make sense to me. And I know that many people experience the same thing where they live. They know that there's plenty of vegans around them and that they, that they know when they go out to dinner, there's just you know there there's no options. You're like you said, your your friend or you know we've all been there. You're eating a plate of French fries or a, a, a you know a pasta with tomato sauce or something like that, and that's not you know what a vegan is expecting when they're going out and spending you know a good amount of hard-earned money uh, to go out to dinner and enjoy themselves for the night. So I'm working with um, non-vegan restaurants to help them become vegan friendly. Um, and that starts with a clearly labeled vegan menu. I, I work with the restaurants to do this. With their menu, we go over a menu evaluation, come up with either a separate vegan menu that has maybe a, a couple vegan appetizers, a few vegan entrees, a vegan dessert. Um, and it also, it goes through the whole guest experience though. So, you know, when we go into a restaurant, we want to experience the same thing that everybody else does. We, when bread service comes, we want that bread to be vegan with vegan butter or, or at least, uh, you know, uh, an olive oil rather than, you know, regular cow's milk butter. And then we want options. We want a, a, a nutritionally balanced meal, not just a plate of grilled veg. We want tasty, thought-out, chef-prepared dishes. So helping help the, the restaurants do that and train kitchen staff and the chefs about the, the new ingredients that, that we're going to be bringing into their kitchen, train them on the recipes. We collaborate with the chef on coming up with these menu items. And a lot of time, it's just basically veganizing their menu. And which is something that I do for fun anyways, even before I started doing this. And then we, we train the, the service staff to understand what a vegan is expecting. Now, it's not to turn their regular customers into vegans. It's, that's not it at all. It's to bring new vegan people, guests, into their restaurant and provide them with a, a guest experience that will get them five-star reviews and get the buzz about their their restaurant, and it will help the vegan community have places to eat and and to to dine with their friends and family 
and have it be inclusive because we all know when when there's a group of people that are going out to eat if there's a vegan in the group the vegan decides where where they're eating <laughs> because what they can eat so we're trying to help restaurants non-vegan restaurants become vegan friendly yeah that sounds like a wonderful service and if you've got some spare time which i know you don't really it would be great if you could come here to the southwest of france we really need your help <laughs> I'll be right over. <laughs> oh, okay, guys, we're nearly out of time. So last question, what are your plans for the future of One Bite Vegan and why is it worth listeners becoming part of your awesome community? Well, we're here to serve our readers and listeners. And I'm constantly creating new vegan recipes, engaging with uh, our community on the, the One Bite Vegan Facebook group and other social media properties. Uh, our One by Vegan magazine was just redesigned and relaunched. And in the magazine, we also highlight other vegan bloggers that are out there that, that we love and think are doing a great job in doing their part in the vegan movement. Health and wellness will be a, a much bigger part of the One by Vegan brand going forward. And that's where Jen comes in. I don't know if you want to just give a little summary of, of that, what, it, what we have for the future. Yeah, we'll definitely be featuring health and well-being information in the um, each issue of the One Bite Vegan magazine, um, focusing on a variety of topics, ranging from understanding nutrition to just incorporating this way of eating into your lifestyle. And in addition, you can be on the lookout for a whole food plant-based starter guide that I'll be releasing in the near future. And (laughs) also um, offering some one-on-one whole food plant-based diet consulting, which can be done online all over the world. It sounds really exciting what you've got planned. Um, Sure is. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see uh, what the future holds. It's going to be great. Yes. The future is bright, for the sure. future is vegan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wonderful stuff. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Kevin and Jen, thanks so much for having the courage and determination and willingness to provide people with such great free resources. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. And if you've been inspired by this podcast and would like to get involved in the One Bite Vegan community, please click on the links to Jen and Kevin's bio in today's email. You'll find the link to the website and all the One Bite Vegan social media links as well. Thank you for listening and being part of the One Bite Vegan Summit. Be sure to keep up to date with the latest One Bite Vegan online events and free resources, including the One Bite Vegan blog and digital magazine by connecting with us via our website, onebitevegan.com. Remember, one bite is all it takes to make a change.